In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I'm an experienced business leader with over 22 years international experience, and I welcome you to the show. If you're a repeat listener, thank you for tuning in each week, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And let me explain a little bit what this show is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about helping you become aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and thoughts around leadership. But we also talk about business issues that leaders need to be aware of in order to lead their business successfully in today's global marketplace. We cover a lot of subjects, from how to operate your business to how you can become a more effective leader. We talk about many business issues, from data privacy to trust and leadership, and we talk a lot about issues that I myself have experienced over the 22 years in executive management. And we do not just talk about theory on this show. We talk about real issues that you face every day and how you can meet these challenges head on. We interview great guests with great stories. You can listen to these interviews on Voice America Business Channel under Leadership Beyond Borders. You can download us, listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and we please do so because we have some great leadership stories and great leadership advice. Also reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, contact me. We do have a worldwide audience. If you have a compelling business story, if you're a leadership expert or passionate about something in business, reach out to me. You can also go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net or globalbusinesstherapy.com and check out what we have to offer. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, if you're a leadership owner, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful either for yourself or your business. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. There are hundreds of different management methodologies, but when you Google management methods, you will get advice on project management. I mean, everything from Scrum to Agile or Project Introduction, NPI, and a number of other methodologies. But you really get advice on management that covers an entire spectrum of managing a business from A to Z. And if you Google leadership methodologies, it is the same thing. You get a definition of leadership styles from autocratic to facilitative to transformational. But once again, you do not get a lot of information about how to run a business. Now, if you're an experienced leader and you're a good business person, you instinctively can put some of the pieces of the puzzle together and come up with a leadership and management system that not only focuses on deliverables, but also has a 360 view of your business and your customers. But this takes experience and this takes time and you're going to make mistakes on the way. So therefore, it's, all, it's very often 
easy to forget a piece of the puzzle when you're doing this. Therefore, we're going to look at one method today that is very popular and very effective. This method is called the Entrepreneurial Operating System, EOS, which consists of a complete set of concepts and practical tools that help managers and entrepreneurs get what they want from their business. It's not a magic system, and with 22 years of international experience, I have to say I've probably used some parts of EOS instinctively because it's really logical and it's a really great approach to business. But if you're starting out or you're transferring your business, you might want to take a look at this system because it really gives you a framework to use, a guideline for transforming or growing your business. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk to an EOS expert on how to use it, what's it about. And our expert today is Serju Simmel. Serju has been an entrepreneur, executive technologist, consultant, and coach for over 30 years. He founded three businesses. One grew to $32 million. He also successfully turned around a mid-size software company. Sergu helps, them, helps companies transform organizations from fire drills to well oiled machines by implementing the entrepreneurial operating system EOS. Sergio also brings expert services around people and assessment and development and he uses tools such as the Colby predictive index. Sergio's passion is to restore joy and performance for entrepreneurial organizations. He's also the host of Operationally Speaking, a weekly show focused exclusively on the art and science of operating entrepreneurial businesses. Sergio is greatly proud of his work, and he's also a proud father of two daughters and an enchanted grandfather of the sweetest two little boys. And he is joining us today from Boston, Sergio, and I'm in Prague. Welcome. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate uh, you having me on your show, Kimberly. So great. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. So let's, Sergio, let's start with the basics because I just mentioned EOS mm-hmm. and I, I mentioned that I was <clears throat> quite a fan of it. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell us what EOS is? So EOS, or the Entrepreneurial Operating System, and I I tell people maybe the best way to read those three words is backwards, is really a system for operating entrepreneurial businesses. And by entrepreneurial businesses, I really mean businesses that are looking at growth. Uh, So they are not really uh, too out there in the kind of maintenance mode. They are not big enterprises. But they are also not necessarily a... Uh, kind of a two-person, uh, extremely early st- stage startup. So there is already an organization, there is some amount of experience, and we are looking to take that experience and bring the business to its next uh, level of, of growth, uh, and perhaps actually to a transaction for many business u- uh, owners. That's very important to, s- to know that in the future, it doesn't matter whether that's three, five, seven, or 20 years uh, out, uh, they can actually um, uh, cash out of uh, their ownership in the business. So EOS 
is actually a uh, system, a set of tools and processes that uh, all emerge out of a very fundamental, if you wish, discovery. And uh, that discovery was made by the the guy who actually is the father of the OS, or he created the OS. His name is Gino Wickman. And the discovery is that, you know, entrepreneurial leaders walk around every day with hundreds upon hundreds of issues and problems and things to save. You know, when you you quoted this uh, little line that I have that I want to turn uh, businesses uh, away from being uh, fire drills into well-run machines. Well, fire drills means basically that entrepreneurial leaders spend most of their time uh, putting out fires, right? So the observation, the discovery here is that all these hundreds and hundreds of issues kind of fall into place when exactly six key components of the business are strong. And this is not magic. This is not sort of like, oh my God, you know, silver bullet. It's actually pretty logical once you actually start operating that way. And the logic is very simple. All these issues that I'm mentioning are nothing but symptoms. There are symptoms of weaknesses in one or more of these six uh, key components. So that's basically ultimately what EOS is, a set of tools and processes that enable people to both strengthen the six components and consequently end up with a, up, uh, with a company that operates well like a well-oiled machine. So on these six components, Sergio, mm-hmm. um, first, you, you talked a little bit about growth, and I would also think transformation, because companies mm-hmm. are constantly transformating. Um, these, you know, This EOS system is very mm-hmm. good for if you want growth or transformation. So in order to have that, um, the first thing I have to do as a leader is know I, where I want to go. And I know that one of the six components is about vision. So um, could you talk to me a little bit about that and and where that is? Absolutely. So first of all, I want to mention one thing. I'll talk about vision in about 20 seconds. But just to mention one thing that's actually important is that when um, uh, professionally trained uh, EOS implementers or uh, EOS facilitators that facilitate the implementation of EOS in the organization go to work uh, with a new, say, client and start implementing EOS, vision is not the first thing that they would that. I do or people who do what I do do. Uh, we actually start from a different place because uh, uh, we actually realize that first we need to get that leadership team that we're working with actually functioning better. But having said that, let me get back to your question. So, so strengthening the vision component or strengthening the vision of, a, of, of the organization actually amounts to doing two things. First of all, uh, getting the leadership team 100% on the same page to exactly where the business is going and how is it going to get there. And I'll get back to how we do that in a second. And number two, equally important, getting Everybody in the organization, doesn't matter whether there are six people or 16 people or six, 60 people or 600 people in the organization, getting everybody 100% on the same page so that everybody is actually kind of rowing in the same direction, to use that metaphor. 
Now, on the first part, getting the leadership team uh, on the same page, which is where we actually start, and this is my work with my clients, I work with the entire leadership team, um, it turns out that, you know, um, EOS has taken this uh, concept that's very common of uh, strategic planning and boil it down to the absolutely simplest, most powerful uh, way. So you end up with a strategic plan that is exactly, guess what, one page long. Mm-hmm. And the way EOS does that is that somehow, uh, and this is part of uh, Gina's uh, genius in a sense, is that um, he boiled down actually everything to exactly eight questions. So that if we, act, we as a leadership team get the answers to these eight questions and we are all aligned, we are all having the same answers, then that is actually the expression of the vision for the company. Mm-hmm. All right? Would you like me to go through the eight questions? Yeah, uh, that would be great. I just want to ask you one question first, okay? Sure, because what you absolutely. said was re- what was really important because you talked about you're dealing with the leadership team. Mm-hmm. And isn't in your experience because I know it's in my experience mm-hmm. that part of the dysfunction of teams is because mm-hmm. the leadership hasn't articulated this vision correctly. Um, right. So they don't understand it and there isn't a common endeavor. Is that also your experience? Absolutely. So absolutely. So we start that. That's why we go through a process through a very deliberate process. And I have to tell you, uh, Kimberly, it takes actually a while. This is not something that happens, you know, overnight, but we go through a process of actually walking through these eight questions and answering them in, in, in a very deep way and making sure, and this is essentially my role in the play, making sure that everybody on the leadership team is, is on the same page. So this is okay. not some just the, the founder or the integrators or the CEO's uh, thoughts. This is basically the entire leadership team's understanding mm-hmm. and, and decision as to where the company is going and how is it going to get there. And that's why these eight questions are so essential. So could you um, give us those eight questions? uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So question number one, what are your core values? And that is about who we are as people in the organization. Not as an organization, but who we are as people. It's it's the answer to a who question. Number two, Mm What is your core focus? And that's actually a combination of the answers to two sub-questions. One is, why do we do what we do? And number two, what is it that we do best as as an organization? What is it that thing that when we do our best work, that's what we do? So that's number two. Number three is... What's our 10-year target? And this is an answer to a where question. Where are we going? Where are we going to be there, out there in the far future? And 10 years is just a convention. It could be five years. It could be 30 years. What's our big destination BHAG? Number four, what is our marketing strategy? And this is not a marketing plan. This is about what are the foundations that get us all sharply on the same page as to how we communicate to the world and who we communicate to the world about our company, our products or services. Number uh, number five is what is our three-year picture? Now, this is not a plan. The key word there is 
picture. So what is our organization or our business going to look like, be like, feel like three years out? Then from there, we start moving into more um, how we're going to get there, more planning parts. So the, the next piece, number six, the next question is, what are, is our one-year plan? What are the three to seven most important priorities or goals that we must execute, we must get done by the end of this calendar year? And then number seven is what our... Uh, quarterly rocks, as we call them, which are essentially 90-day mm -hmm. goals. So what are the three to seven most important priorities or goals that we must get done within the next 90 days? And finally, number eight uh, is what are our core issues? What are those uh, both uh, obstacles or difficulties as well as opportunities that we need to solve to move forward? Mm -hmm. And listening to those eight questions, I can clearly hear how that then clarifies the common okay. endeavor and, and helps that team work together for a common endeavor. So, um, Sergo, we're going to take a quick break here, okay? And when we come back, I'd like to talk about those eight those eight questions and talk more about the teams in relation to how you get a better functioning team, the people aspect of that. Absolutely. Okay. So for our listeners, we are, list we are listening to Sergio Simmel. And Sergio is an entrepreneur, executive technologist, consultant, and coach, and EOS expert, and the host of Operationally Speaking, a weekly show focused exclusively on the art and science of operating entrepreneurial businesses. You can visit him at his website, operationallyspeaking.com, or getbusinessmomentum.com. He is also on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and I will spell his name. It's S-E-R-G-I-U. And last name, S-I-M-M-E-L, Sergio Simmel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, leadership trainer, business expert, and director of the Women's Leadership Academy 2020 in Europe. And with that, we will be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Skilled migrants throughout the world can face a variety of challenges. Many times they settle for jobs that are below their skill level because their education and qualifications are not recognized. Do we need local experience in a global world? Join host Alma Besserton for the Global Workplace. We'll explore the issues being faced by migrants as well as showcase diversity and recognize the leadership and inclusion roles of some of today's top global organizations. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. 
Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today we're speaking with Sergio Simmel, entrepreneur, executive technologist, consultant, coach, and EOS expert. And he is also the host of Operationally Speaking, another show on the business channel here at Voice America. So before the break, Sergio, we talked we talked about this vision and the eight components to clarify that vision. Um, but it, I'd like to move on to that because you talked about getting the teams functioning. Because mm-hmm. in the end of it, it's it's all about people and it's all mm-hmm. about getting that people to understand the common endeavor. So what are the most critical aspects that you have learned to ensure that a team is functioning? Well, you know, first of all, um, Kimberly, uh, way back when, I don't know, about 25, 30 years, I don't remember, uh, Jim Collins in his legendary book, uh, Good to Great, uh, coined this phrase that has become a staple in management circles, which are which is right people in the right seats. Right. So um, in EOS, we've taken actually this phrase extremely seriously and also extremely practically. So think about the phrase. We're talking about the right people in the right seats. There are three pieces to it. So let's talk about the right people first. So um, first of all, we have to ensure that everybody in the organization is is right for the organization. What that actually means that is that most people, I mean, all people in the organization embrace or display most of the core values of that organization. Remember the first question in the vision? What are your core values? Mm-hmm. Who we are as people? So all people in the organization uh, embrace or display the most of the core values of the organization most of the time. Because if we don't have that, that you ultimately have an organization where you have a lot of conflict and a lot of dissension, and essentially people who are not fitting to the dominant culture. So this is really about the culture of the organization. So there's a lot to say about how we actually uh, enforce that and how we build it over time, et cetera, et cetera. And it starts with people who we have, and also it uh, permeates very much into the way we hire new people, how we grow organization. It's a concern that has to be attended to all the time. So that's the right people side. 
Then let's look to the other side, the right seats. What that actually means is that the organization is structured the right way. And by that, what I mean is that we structure the organization uh, so that it actually functions or it will function best, the most uh, productively, the most, uh, the highest performance in the, say, near term, six to 12 months out. Right. And uh, so we go through a process of actually designing the structure of the organization. Here's the key uh, insight here and the key practice that uh, uh, most entrepreneurs find in initially relatively difficult. But once they master it, it actually makes them fly, which is design the organization without concerns for the people in it first. So in other words, structure first. Now, why do we do that? We just said that people are the most essential uh, most essential to the organization. In fact, not only that uh, you are right in what you said in the preamble to this question, but I would like to add that essentially it boils down to nothing but people issues. 80% of or more of, of the issues that um, uh, leaders deal with are people related, right? Uh, ultimately, organizations are nothing but groups of people aligned to do something together, right? So, so wouldn't that be a contradiction? And it's not. The idea here is that you structure an organization for the greater good of the of the company. So in other words, the organization has to have the right structure that serves the interest of the company and not the interest of various people or various fiefdoms that get built and so forth. So we go through that exercise of actually structuring the organization the right way. And then we put people, remember, right people in the right seats. That's the third piece. We put people in those functions. And when we, by the way, when we, this, when we um, structure this organization, we use a tool called the accountability chart. And we make sure that uh, the way we actually describe each function is by literally being super clear about all the top, uh, uh, roles and responsibility, responsibilities for each one of these functions. So it's crystal clear what each function is supposed to do. And when we place a person in that seat, if you wish, or in that function, we want to make sure that that person is a good, a perfect fit to that function. So the in, the, that third piece, um, we use actually a tool in EOS called GWC, which stands for get it, want it, and has the capacity to do it. And we ask these three questions. Does the person get that function or their job? Does that person want that function or their job? Does that person have the capacity, meaning the physical, the intellectual, the uh, emotional capacity uh, to do that job? And if the answers are three are three strong yeses, then we have the right person in the right seat. Mm -hmm. So we do that, and then essentially this concept needs to be maintained throughout the rest of the lifetime of the organization. We have to make sure that people are actually operating, being the right people and, and operating in the right seats. That's the actual key. Now, it may sound very esoteric, but it's actually almost like one of the core 
tools or the core principles here. And once uh, the leadership team masters it, I am telling Kimberly they're starting flying because uh, all these kind of underlying people issues come to the surface. They get solved earlier rather than later, and the organization is able to really start uh, running as opposed to crawling. Well, this this makes a lot of sense for me because um, what you you're talking about role definitions and deliverables. What do you need to achieve mm-hmm. that goal? So divide, you know, define that first, and mm-hmm. once that defined, then put the people in the seats. <clears throat> now that makes a lot of sense. And let me just ask you a question: Your experience on sure. the challenges, because one of the challenges mm-hmm. that I have seen is. Even when you do that and even when you define that, sometimes leaders or entrepreneurs have a tendency then in the team selection Mm. process to mirror themselves or mirror what they think it would be. So uh, this this method you're talking about kind of helps that so it doesn't happen as much, but it probably still does happen. So what do you do when that happens? Well, uh, the method actually brings that particular set of issues to the surface. And once it's at the surface, it's actually um, uh, the, the leadership team is obligated part of the system, uh, we haven't gotten to the issues part, it's obligated to actually deal with that, to actually solve those issues. So nothing actually is kind of uh, hidden in the little crevices of the organization. So the my role in that whole uh, in that whole endeavor is to actually facilitate that, facilitate that. And as you kind of alluded to, Kimberly, it's sometimes very hard. Why? Because people get attached to, guess who? People. So, so they say, oh, my God, you know, Nancy here has been with us for 22 years. I can't remove her from this. I mean, she's been doing this. And everybody in the leadership team right. agrees that Nancy is not the right person, that, yeah. uh, that we have performances. <laughs> and yet, somehow, she needs to be the one. Well, no, she doesn't because the tools will show that she's not a yes, yes, yes for GWC. Mm-hmm. She may not even be a fit from a core values perspective so uh and and essentially the the leader in question is basically faced with a stark reality of well are we playing around or are we actually trying to get this organization to function well Mm -hmm. and it's a choice and uh you know it's hard to make the wrong choice anymore yeah, it's it's hard, and and people also have a tendency to 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 hire people like themselves, and and this yes. system sounds like it's you really you're putting mm-hmm. you, you put the focus on it, so these issues come up, which yes. brings me to the next question on issues because that's mm-hmm. also a component in EOS. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about issues? Sure. So issues is basically the building up the collective muscle that I put it on how to solve issues as a team. You see, uh, 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 people, uh, people's success is generally kind of directly connected to their ability to solve their issues. You know, you, Kimberly, as a you know experienced um, entrepreneur or, or executive coach and so forth, you've been encountering issues in your practice, in your life, whatever, and you've become successful. And how have you become successful? By figuring out ways to get those issues solved. Now, by issues, I mean 
in part, you know, difficulties or obstacles or challenges, but also uh, opportunities, new ideas. Because you see, if you, are, if you don't have the skill of dealing with a new opportunity, you are missing it, so your success suffers. Now, that is one thing at the individual level. The, the matter becomes even more complex when you're dealing with a team, like a leadership team. So what we do uh, in EOS is that we have a technology that's part of EOS called IDS, which uh, it's an acronym, stands for Identify, Discuss, and Solve, which is a, a methodology of actually going about solving issues. So we have this structure called the issues list that holds all the issues in front of us. There is a whole method of actually how we actually pick uh, the issues that we solve. There is a context in which we actually do that, um, which is called a level 10 meeting. And there is, like I said, a methodology, a set of steps that we go through in uh, to solve issues. The, if I were to summarize, because obviously we don't have enough time to explain it all, but if I were to actually get to the, the crux of it, or, you know, the, the most important piece of it, I would say that um, uh, what makes this actually very powerful is that solving means action. Nothing gets solved unless at least one or more action items in the U.S. languages, they are called to-dos, actually get generators generated people have to go and do something about it because the natural tendency for teams is to have an issue start talking about the discussing and they're discussing and they discuss it and they discuss it and they discuss it and they, they turn blue in their faces <laughs> yeah. and they still discuss it and then they're out of time and then they go home and you know the kid asks the daddy so how was your day daddy and say oh great we made a lot of progress we discussed this thing so what did you decide nothing because we discussed we ran out of time you know so that's yeah yeah <laughs> That's I'm laughing because how many times have we heard that? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing. So, I mean, this is where it kind of goes into a circle, Sergio. So you have, you have, you know, function, function, collaborative functioning as a team. And then what you in EOS, you're saying those role definitions and those deliverables at the individual basis are so important to make sure that's clear. But at the same time, that common endeavor has to be clear because without that, you're not going to get beyond these issues and be able to deliver. And that's what I'm hearing from you. Exactly, exactly, absolutely. Okay, so um, we're going to take a small break here. And when we come back, I want to I want to go into talk a little bit about one of the last components of, of traction and then and and also the uh, touch on the processes because processes and and data are also part of this and kind of bring this all together sure. for our listeners. So for our listeners, we are listening to Sergio Simmel, who is an entrepreneur, executive technologist, consultant, coach, and EOS expert, and the host of Operationally Speaking, a weekly show focused on exclusively on the art and science of operating entrepreneurial businesses. And that is on the Voice America business. And when, do, when does your show air? Uh, it airs uh, every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern or 12 noon Pacific. Super. Okay. So I urge you to listen to that. And we're talking about 
EOS, which is Entrepreneurial Operating System, a management system to help businesses. And we're talking about its components. And we've talked about three of the six components. And when we get back, I'd like to talk about the last three components uh, with you, Sergio. And if our listeners want to reach out to you, they can reach out to you at operationallyspeaking.com, getbusinessmomentum.com, or also Sergio is on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach him there. And just to spell his name, it's S-E-R-G-I-U, and then S-I-M-M-E-L. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And you can reach me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And with that, we're going to take a short break. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Channel. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, and we are speaking today with Sergio Simmel, entrepreneur, executive technologist, consultant, coach, and EOS expert. And he is also the host of Operational Speaking, a weekly show focused exclusively on the art and science of operating entrepreneurial businesses. So we've been talking about EOS, this entrepreneurial operating system with Sergio, and um, we 
wanted to come. We want, we're talking about people, Sergio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about this teams and, and building these people and, and, um, and how, you know, issues come up. But one of the things is also, um, you need to get traction with the team. So what does mm-hmm. that mean at EOS? What is traction? So traction is, uh, as I said, one of the six uh, key components of the business. And what it means really is bringing all that vision that we spoke about down to where the, you know, the rubber meets, the, you know, meets the road, so to speak, by creating essentially cycles within the business. So in EOS, we create three levels of cycles. We have a yearly cycle, we have a quarterly, like a 90-day cycle, and there are those time, uh, you know, time periods are not uh, kind of randomly selected. There's actually a lot of uh, psychology behind it or, or group psychology behind it. And then we have a weekly cycle. So let me talk a little bit about the latter piece. So what happens is that we need to actually do two things. One is to hold each other accountable, accountable for whatever we promise that within the team. And to solve issues at some level of velocity. And you take these two pieces and you combine them into a weekly meeting, which at the leadership team initially happens every week at the same time, same day of the week, the same time, it starts at the same time and ends at the same time. It's always 90 minutes long. And it always has exactly the same agenda. And this agenda, which has been worked on and, and refined over, over you know, a decade or so, I think, in my view, uh, is probably the best regular standing business meeting agenda I've ever seen in my entire career. And the reason I say that, well, first of all, because I have the evidence of that with my own clients. I've taken, you know, uh, several uh, tens of, uh, of companies through this process. And also because we have evidence in general, there are all, over 2,400 companies that run on US now uh, worldwide. Uh, but also because actually, um, fundamentally, theoretically, if you wish, it actually combines two things in the right mix. So think about 90 minutes. The first 30 or 25 minutes or so is about accountability. So we report on numbers, on measurables, and that's the parts of the data component. We report on people. We report on how well did we do on the promises or the action items that we committed to last week. We report on where we are with the goals that we set out for this quarter, the quarterly rocks. Are we on track or off track? So all that accountability stuff is just a reporting mechanism. But we don't actually solve any issues that come out of it. Instead, if an issue arises from those reportings, it's actually placed on the issues list. And Mm -hmm. then we take two-thirds of the time and we look at this issue list that we have, and sometimes it can be quite extensive, and we start selecting the top three issues that are the most urgent or important and we go one by one and we solve it using the technology that I mentioned earlier which is the IDS technology. Mm -hmm. So this meeting happens every week and I have to say that probably around 70 or more percent of all the magic of EOS happens in those level 10 meetings that are referred to as the level 10 meetings. 
And that that is really watching the progress of the team. And the exactly. Issues. So so exactly. you're doing that. And I, I really like the fact that that you're picking three issues in those meetings because you and I both know that a lot of times you'll have ten issues and nothing will get done because you can't focus on 10 things, okay? Um, so this makes a really lot of sense, and this helps, it sounds to me, this helps move that team forward to its end goal. But okay. let me let me ask you another question. So you talked about data and you talked about processes mm-hmm. a little bit. So they're behind this because everything has to have okay. data processes. And those are two other components of this. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So first of all, data is about running the business based on hardcore data instead of uh, based on you know your gut feelings or intuitions or or you know um, sort of uh, inklings about this or that and uh, we uh, structure this data in what we call scorecards that's a common you know name which are basically sets of measurables not too many it's somewhere between 5 to 15 or so but these measurables have a very specific kind of characteristic that binds them together, which is they most of them are actually predictive in nature. So in other words, they don't just tell us what happened because you see, you can't change what happens. Um, if you say, if, if, if you're thinking about one of your measurables being, let's say, uh, how much uh, revenue came in last week, well, uh, unless you are willing to cook your books, that's an unchangeable. <laughs> it came, whatever whatever came in came in. Yeah. So instead, you actually report on activity-based measurables because activity is uh, the level of activity in a certain piece of the process. And this is how it connects to the process in a second. The level of activity is actually a predictor. It's a, sometimes a very um, uh, reliable predictor of the results later on. And I'll give you a very quick example. Think about a sales process. You know, every most companies have a sales process. So they go through, you know, the lead generation and maybe uh, meetings, uh, a proposal and another meeting and the closing and an onboarding, whatever, right? So this whole process that uh, is linear from, uh, you know, the first time we hear about a process Aspect all the way to actually getting them to be um, uh, a paying client, right? So, so you pick, for example, you go into this uh, linear process and you pick some activity. Let's say how many proposals we put out, right? And you know that essentially you have a certain level of conversion. That is what experience shows you between proposal to the next stage to the next stage until you get to uh, uh, to a client. So you can tell that if you don't have enough proposals that went out last week. May, you may not be able to achieve uh, the uh, ultimate sales goal mm-hmm. at the end of the quarter. So now is the time to act. So what that does is that gives you an opportunity to act before you end up at the end of the quarter reporting that we di- you didn't meet your sales goals. Mm-hmm. Think about the same thing about uh, processes that have to do with delivery of products or services. Everything can be done that way. So that's the data part. So that's really just to to to, to kind of sure. put that together. That that's really you know looking, and a lot of companies don't do this, but this is what needs to be done. Looking at that data, what is that data telling you that, and what are the actions that you have to make from what that data is telling you? 
exactly. Is, yeah, so yeah, exactly. So it's it's about it's about what the data can help you predict the future, <laughs> so you can act proactively <laughs> as opposed to just waiting until you exactly. miss your your mark, <laughs> whether that's a delivery or that sales or whatever it is, and then there's nothing you can change, right, for the past. So that's one part. Now, the process, of course, is all about systemizing the entire business. So the way we do this in the uh, in EOS is, in a sense, contrary to the common practice of going off and starting to uh, document everything in, under the sun, uh, which is, um, as we know, for... Um, uh, entrepreneurial businesses, essentially what keeps them away from doing any of that because everybody thinks of documenting processes as being some sort of a uh, turning into a bureaucracy that's only the government that does that or maybe large enterprises, but we don't have time for that. Instead, we use what we call the 2080 rule. So you go into all the processes, and this is a collaborative exercise that we go through, and you select those 20% of your processes that have 80% or, or cumulatively account for 80% of the activity in the business. Those 20% of the processes we call core processes, they're usually a handful. You know, five to ten processes. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many they are, depending on the business. Yeah. But they are, we always kind of know what they are, but we have to deliver the, and that's the only part that we focus on. And the documentation is done in a very simple way. So it's not going and starting to document every single uh, sub-procedure or every single action. We basically, we are talking about a two, three page kind of documentation for each process. And then, we don't stop there, and that's the key. We have to go to the next stage, which is we have to put in place the, the mechanisms that will ensure that these processes, these core processes, are followed by all the people in the organization who have to follow them. Because, you see, that's what happens typically in most organizations. Processes get uh, documented. doesn't matter whether just uh, the core processes or all of them. And then you end up with a book of documented processes, and that gets on the shelf in the traditional way physically, or a shelf meaning in some folder in some shared server these days, and that's it. And basically nobody pays any attention. And that's basically a huge waste of time and doesn't actually improve us. So in order for an organization to be able to scale its operations, we have to have those things followed by all, and we have to make sure that actions are taken when they are not followed by all. And we, without turning that into a police kind of setting, we actually make sure that we introduce measurables. That's back to the data. You see how this all this mm -hmm. stuff gets connected. We have to introduce some measurables that will tell us um, at the leadership team level or at departmental team level that maybe something is not quite followed well because we know what happens when some step or some stage in a process doesn't actually is not actually followed well well by the people who are involved. You know, something gets dropped on the floor, and that can be in fact measured in some with some data. Right. So essentially, that's how we actually strengthen these two components. So this is this is basically bringing those processes to life through exactly. through making through creating consistency and scalability and mm -hmm. and accountability again. And I, I guess that I, I guess that would be my last, that would be my next question on all these six components. Um, this really this isn't 
or it's sounding to me like it isn't a a counterclockwise process. It sounds like they're all intertwined and you can go back and forth and you may have to visit the revisit these components in a process uh, in the building. The, Am I interpreting that correctly? Absolutely. But so the good news, however, because this may sound a little scary to people. The good news is that we actually figured out a process, now this is a kind of a meta process, of how to actually implement these things into an existing business over time. So you see, I don't walk into a business that's been around for say 12 years and say, you know, starting on Monday, everything changes. That's not quite the way we do it. Yeah. You know, so there's actually a rhyme and order. There's actually a logical order in which we actually start working on these things. And it takes some time. And, you know, the time differs or varies from pers- from um, organization to organization. Some organizations are, uh, let's be actually very frank, a little bit more dysfunctional than other organizations. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically it may take a little longer. But at the end of the day, there's a certain kind of sequence of events, and it's chosen very deliberately. It's, uh, the, the whole process of implementing EOS is really what I would refer to as a well-choreographed process. It's not sort of like me sitting there and saying, hmm, I wonder what I should do next. Not at all. It's actually very well designed, and I'm, you know, I'm uh, so uh, the the sequence of events is actually f- uh, that I follow uh, have been proven through experience that they work in all organizations and that's how it does and and you are right and then over time some things have to be fixed we go to the next level of uh, of uh, of depth also yeah. what i work with a leadership team but at some point in time relatively early all these tools started to get trickled down they get rolled down to the rest of the organization because at the end of the journey and really i take companies on a journey we end up with a whole organization where everybody's on the same page as to where the business is going how's it going to get there everybody's more disciplined and more accountable so everybody's actually becomes masters of execution towards share vision and everybody and this is very important functions in the context of healthy, cohesive teams. And I think that's a great way to end, Sergio. (laughs) So I'd like to thank you so much. And for our listeners, we have been talking to Sergio Simmel. He is an entrepreneur, executive consultant, coach, and EOS expert. We've been talking about entrepreneurial operating systems. He's also the host of Operational Speaking, a weekly show focused exclusively on the art and science of operating entrepreneur. And you can reach out to Sergio at his website, operationalspeaking.com, or get businessmomentum.com. You can also reach him at SSS at getbusinessmomentum.com. He's also on LinkedIn and Facebook. And to spell his name, it's S-E-R-G-I-U-S-I-M-M-E-L. And it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And I've learned quite a bit. And I think I end my show each week with a a little bit uh, a tip. And Mm -hmm. my tip is that we 
We as leaders and entrepreneurs and experienced ones, we've developed systems. But this EOS system for me is a great model, a great foundation. It gives guidelines. And if you don't have a lot of experience or you're going through a, a big transformation or you want growth in your company, it's a great way to measure step up. So, Sir Sergio, thank you so much for being with us today. It was really a pleasure. It was an honor and my pleasure entirely. And thank you so much. And our listeners, uh, remember to tune on to us each week. We're on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. specific time. And please reach out to me, Kimberly Lewis, at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or tweet to me. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. You can go to my website, globalbusinesstherapy.com or leadershipbeyondborders.com. And I am also available for motivational speaking, executive coaching, leadership training, and systemic team coaching. So please visit my website and also tune in to us and download us on iTunes and Google Play and listen to us next week. So goodbye for now and tune in next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.